April 17, 1897, a local newspaper in Aurora, Texas included a fascinating report of a flying object falling from the sky. On its descent, the object was said to have struck a local resident's windmill and exploded, leaving pieces of a strange, unidentifiable metal strewn about the property. Even more intriguing is the paper mentioned that a military official had identified a body at the scene of the crash. A member of the United States Signal Service was said to have stated that the body of the apparent pilot was not of this world. Whether it was human or not, the good people of Aurora, Texas were said to have buried the body in their local cemetery under an unmarked tombstone. For almost 80 years, this fantastic story was overlooked by national media. Then, in the 1970s, UFO investigators uncovered the reports of a crashed UFO that predated modern human flight and most known UFO sightings in modern history. Join Braden, Zell, and Dan as they take to the skies of the Lone Star State on this case file, the Aurora, Texas UFO Crash. Welcome to Alien Theorists Theorizing Case File 73. A WOA UFO. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. Uh, welcome back. The three the the gruesome twosome the is gone and now it's the dead weights back. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys you guys were really efficient on that one. I didn't have to edit um, I didn't have to edit out anything. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, uh, um, um, uh, Crushed uh, it. Um, it's weird. I listened back. I listened back, and I was like, I'm. I was conscious of my mms and ahs. I'm pretty sure I didn't do it at all. I listened to my like my solo thing, and within the first like three minutes, it was like, mm, uh, uh, mm, mm, uh. I was like, oh fuck, man. I was. How do you I stop? Was I was fucking counting for a while. I got to 27. I was like, that can't. That's it. That's I, the I, worst. I'm not sure how to what to do. I need a new filler. That's my filler is yeah. ums and ahs. It's really difficult to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, and it's really distracting once you notice it. Like if you go to like a public speaker or something and they start home and I and I start counting them and it's, it drives me nuts. Once you like, no- I'll stop listening. Yeah. Once you notice, you can't, un- if you don't notice right away, you, you can go through the whole thing. But if you notice right away, like yeah. you can't, can't get over it. This is funny. Um, it's funny because now, now everyone knows how much you- everyone knows. <laughs> I fucking mm and ah like crazy. <laughs> Because I'm uh-huh. always ad libbing, so it's like, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a connecting <laughs> word. All right, some people have been asking me about someone and whereabouts he is. So, without further ado, well, he sneaks around the world from Thailand to Cambodia. He's a sticky fingered flitcher from Berlin down to Belize. He'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Mr. Conspiracy? Conspiracy. Uh, he's in Vietnam. 
Anyways, Space News! <laughs> <laughs> um, again, if you're in Vietnam, you want to get together with Mr. Conspiracy, uh, shoot us a line. Some people from Cambodia messaged us, but he was already, uh, in his words, leaving that shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you like it? He's like, it's like they built every town on top of the on top of the dump. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be a one good spot. He's like, no, I hated it all. I'm leaving. I was like, all right. So he's now in Vietnam. So if you're in Vietnam, you want to meet up with Mr. Conspiracy, have a couple beers, pick what's left of his brain, just shoot us a message, and we'll um, put you guys together. Let's get right into some space news. God damn Space Force. Space Force. It's happening. It's happening. It is really happening. Man. Uh, it's so funny. We did, t- we did talk about this. I can't remember. Me and Dan have done so many together now. We touched base on this, but it's it's awesome. Someone- I hadn't seen the logo yet. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> seen the logo yet. The logo is oh god. Someone sent us a message and asked us to talk about the logo for Space Force. And it looks like uh for a Disney Disney Pixar's Space Force, I thought, was, <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first when I seen it. Yeah, so did I. It's no Space the, Force. The whole Space Force is a joke. I mean, it has to be. This is. I I can't wait to see how fast this goes away and how they sweep this under. Like as soon as when Trump's term is over, like they're just <laughs> like this is this is the dumbest thing. I know. As soon as he probably said it, because nobody really knew what he was doing. I'm sure the Pentagon, like people in there, you've got like generals who have been in there for twenty some years, and they're just looking at each other like, "What the? F-? No." Yeah, terrible. <laughs> so funny. So here, you guys, look. If you guys can click on that logo, I found another logo that I like, and I hope it's. I hope it's this becomes the logo. If you click on the link, I say. Uh, <laughs> stretching uh, the boundaries of space exploration. Uh, we'll God, we'll post this of our we'll post this on our uh, Twitter or our Instagram or something. But basically, what it is is it looks like a hold of the stars with two hands spreading it open, and it says stretching the boundaries <laughs> on space exploration. A goatsy to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh. If you're listening to this, you've already seen the Perseid meteor showers. Uh, make sure to let us know. Uh, if you went out and sat, what you thought of them, if, if you actually got to see them. Because up here, it's been too smoky. Tonight is the night, though. I think I'm going to give it a shot once we're done this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to poke my head outside after we record, after we finish recording and take a look. Oh, yeah. No, man. Um, Kelowna here is a fucking Armageddon. You can't, oh, yeah. you, I can't see like the other side of the street. It's so yeah, weird. Fucking smoking there's so, there's right now. so much smoke here. Smoking Ogden. Well, it says like, there's massive fires burning in California and all that smoke. Combined with like all the yeah. smoke, all the smoke in BC Travels already. Miles. Travels, uh, it's just like, well, there's like, what is it, like 700 fires in BC and then like yeah. the same amount in California. It's all just like, it's all in the Okanagan right now over Kelowna. It's just disgusting. So no, uh, no meteor shower for me. No, that's tough. Well, I'll, uh, I'll enjoy it for the both of us because it's, it's finally cleared up here. So you can see well, it literally, there's smoke all around my horizon, but straight up clear. So I'm, I'm hoping, we, uh, we know what? I, I shouldn't say that because at Grizzfest, on that Saturday night where Braden got so meat draw drunk he doesn't even remember going to the festival. No, that was Sunday night. Was that su- it was Sunday Oh yeah, night. Sunday night. Sorry, yeah, Sunday night. That night I seen him. That was like the that was like the start of the shower. And I I seen I seen a few good ones then, but it was nothing like it would have been tonight. Also, uh other space news. NASA's Parker 
Solar I can read. NASA's NASA's Parker's Solar Probe. I don't. I can't say those words together. Solar Probe blasts off to touch the sun. It's cool. Seems like a terrible. What's what's its mission? Like what's uh, what is dive into the sun to go closer to the sun than any human satellite's ever been? Pretty cool. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think I think it's it'll be it'll be kind of neat because I think it's probably with the instruments that it's equipped with, it'll be able to um, prove a lot of theories that we have about sun or stars and things like that. Because a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people realize that most of the stuff that we know about stars and things like that is not direct. Uh, it's not from like direct uh analysis no like nobody's been to the sun nobody's been close to the sun to kind of get that that information because most of the stuff is like we see uh from a star is like observing its behavior and being like okay this is the best way we can describe what's happening and these are the you know these math equations are the best things to uh that what causes it so now with a solar probe you could send it in there and you could actually prove like oh wow like that's actually that's actually right it's not a theory anymore it's a fact <laughs> yeah it's like the here it is the main thing the parker's instruments are going to study is the solar wind and the corona so it's pretty much this thing's going to get into the corona and it's going to help scientists discover ah, corona <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much going to help them just like decipher how the corona gets heated up to millions of degrees yeah because this is stuff we don't know about no ideas those, yeah like those solar forces there's a lot of stuff that we don't know when they just kind of like theorize like this is what happens um this is probably what happens but we're not 100% sure. Um, but now that Parker Solar Probe is going to go be like, you know what? We are sure now. It is, isn't our name on this probe? Do oh. We put, oh, yeah, that's it right. Is. Yeah, our name is on that yeah, probe. Yeah, we fucking signed up a few months ago. Going to the yeah. sun, baby. Going to the sun. Get That's cool. Um, uh, that's all I got. That, that's all I got, too. That's it for Space News. Um, should we do Randomatron <laughs> X3? That's that's me trying to stop myself from doing an um and being like, what do I turn this into? Just a longer um. Uh, <laughs> is that? I think it might be easier for you to cut out. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be able, uh, I'll be able to see the waveform better <laughs> when I just see a long, steady, just solid block. I know that's what it is. Cut it out. Okay. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Fire up that X3. Fire up the X3. I'm just going to hit start on this thing right now. You knock yourself a ghost. Wow. Look at that, baby. Her. <laughs> spit up. We, Ryan, we... On the last one, we asked for someone to send us some audio clip of like an old printer printing, where it's like, and then someone ripping off the two tabs. So that's on its way. I can't wait. Until <laughs> then, until then. All right. Ooh, this is ghosts, but it says, "Do you believe in demons?" Hmm. Uh, this is posted by Aqua Diamond. 95 on uh this was posted to reddit it's a little bit of a long one so those of you who love to hear me read buckle up baby let me start by putting this out there 
By no means am I trying to convince you of what I saw. But I wanted to share this experience I had recently. And this seemed like the best place to do it. It was three nights ago. And I had just gotten off work around 3 a.m. I worked a 10-hour shift. So naturally, I was exhausted. But having gotten so used to my schedule, I was still quite alert and present. I live next to my grandparents, but since my cupboard, my cupboard usually stays bare. Oh, my cupboard. I get it. <laughs> but since my, it was spelled weird, but since my cupboard uh, usually. Wait, how do you spell it? I don't spell it like. Well, maybe is that how it's supposed to be spelled? That's how it's spelled. Oh, okay. Well, then that's weird. Cupboard. I just say cupboard. But I guess you would spell it cupboard. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Uh, But since my cupboard is usually stays bare and we're out in the middle of nowhere, they're kind enough to leave the door unlocked for me when I get home so I can grab something to eat before heading off to bed. During the night in question... I came home like usual and quietly slipped in the back door to make my way to the pantry. My grandfather has a bad habit of sleeping on the couch in the den, so I had to be sure to stay extra quiet as to not disturb him. As I'm passing through the den, I happened to glance in his direction, and when I did, it took a moment to register what I was seeing, and then all I could do not to scream There, in the dim glow of the television screen, sat a small, winged creature, Hmm. propped up on one of the arms of the couch, sitting in my grandfather's direction. Its body was hunched, tucked almost into the fetal position, but it was sitting straight up, hands resting on its knees. I froze solid and simply stared at the thing, It looked somewhat like your typical depiction of a demon or devil, but its body was solid black, not hairy or cast in shadow, but a solid pitch black. Offsetting its skin color were two longish oval eyes and a set of perfectly straight teeth, both a piercing white, so white eyes, white teeth. I didn't notice any horns, as to be expected, its teeth came down to small points, and its little ears on each either side of its head came up like spokes. Almost unconsciously, my bag I carried to work slid off my shoulder and hit the ground at my feet. The thing and I sat in silence, and it seemed to regard me for a moment, before putting a bony finger up to its lips and making a shh gesture. I could feel my mouth quivering as I stared at this little thing, but I wouldn't have much longer to stare. The glow of the TV flickered as a jump cut happened in whatever was on, and in that brief moment of darkness, the thing was gone. Just like that, it had disappeared. There was no indication it had ever been there, or even an indentation where it sat. I spent a solid half hour looking for anything to prove what I just saw was real. I've never suffered any serious hallucinations. Well, (laughs) any serious Serious hallucinations. Yeah, Yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) I've never suffered any serious hallucinations or anything like that. Like, okay, here's the difference between me and this guy. I've never suffered any hallucinations. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
This guy's never suffered any serious hallucinations. Uh, and it just, it felt just as real as anything else that has ever happened to me. I slept in my grandparents' spare bedroom that night, admittingly too afraid to be alone in my own house. They didn't mind the next day, but I sort of half-heartedly explained I was too tired to go to my own house instead of telling the truth. I'm really scared for my grandfather's life, or for my own, for that matter. I don't know if this was some creature intent on delivering an ominous warning, or it just felt like goofing around. I don't really know. Huh. Ooh, little demon story. Freaky. That is little fucking, spooky. Makes fucking spooky. freaky demon. Maybe I'll try to message this guy and see, because I would, I would like to know if uh, he's been prone to hallucinations. And he just doesn't feel them. What is that? Holy fuck, it's a spider. (laughs) 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 Oh, what? Oh, there's a, I, (laughs) in my little foamy here, there's, there's a little something. And I was like, oh, what is that little fluff? And I went to go touch it. And as I touched it, it scurried and I (laughs) flicked it away. (laughs) A little spider scared me. Um, Yeah. So anyways, that's, uh, that's the randomatron story of the day. Little freaky little demon creature. Do you believe in demons? Um. Anyways, task at hand. What do we got today, boys? Goddamn Aurora UFO incident. One this of is a, an interesting one. One yeah. of a, a highly requested one, actually, and also the oldest. I think the oldest UFO that we've well, ever, ever looked so. into. As that far that we've looked into. I mean, yeah, that we've looked into. I think so. Yeah. Who wants to? Who yeah. wants to sum it up? Do I even have to ask? Do I even have to ask? Br- Braden, <laughs> you sum it up. <laughs> Go. I almost spat out my water. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, Dan, what are we working with? Well, okay, so we're working with the Aurora UFO case, which takes place in Aurora, Texas, uh, on April 17th, 1897. And the story is attributed to one Aurora cotton buyer, cotton buyer known as S.E. Hayden. And appeared in the Dallas Morning News. Uh, in this newspaper, they printed a story uh, about a strange flying object uh, traveling due north on this, uh, usually in the, the evening of April 17th. Now, it would be strange because this is 1897, so it's remarkable that this was about six years before uh, the Wright brothers actually tested their flying machine. So anything up in the air was, you know, extremely strange and you wouldn't see anything. There was there were no airships. It wasn't blimps, zeppelins, any of that stuff. It was really weird to see something like this. This object uh, was evidently made out of uh, some type of metal. And of course, the people who reported seeing it, the story said, evidently some of the machinery was out of order for it was gradually settling toward the earth. It sailed directly over the public square. And when it reached the north part of town, it collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill and went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. So... There weren't any civilian casualties, but there were flower casualties. So, <laughs> and some reports that there was actually one, one body recovered. Yes, um, T.J. Weems, the local U.S. Signal Service. If you don't know what the U.S. Signal Service is, uh, they're part of the United States Army. Um, they are the uh, 
they're kind of like the they provide uh, communications and information system support for command, but they didn't have information systems back then, so it was mostly just communications and things like that. So this guy happened to be on site, and he gave it as his opinion that the pilot was native of the planet Mars. How would he that's know in that? Their words. That was printed. I I don't know, <laughs> but that's you know he's a little green man apparently. I mean I I I think reports actually kind of differ on what the actual guy said, like whether he, like, it was a it wasn't of this Earth. Yeah, not of this or world or it, something. It, yeah, it was not of this world. I don't know if he said exactly it was planet Mars, but it was printed in there that um, he says a native of planet Mars. So I'm assuming he just saw this. They said the body was smaller than normal. It was diminutive in size and. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. It didn't look human, you know, so they might have just said, oh, Mars, because that's all they could think of at the time. Um, they said they found papers on the body that were written in unknown, uh, some form of unknown hieroglyphics and could not be deciphered at the time. And the the pieces of metal that were scattered around the debris field where the craft crashed, they said the metal was some sort of unknown uh, material that resembled something like a mixture between aluminum and silver. Um, so this same story actually appeared in another newspaper at the time uh, in the Fort Worth Register. Uh, and they took out the, with, with the exception of a different concluding sentence where it was the pilot who was not an inhabitant of this world right. was given a Christian burial at the Aurora Cemetery. So they actually buried, or they said they buried, this the corpse that they found in a cemetery in Aurora. Yeah, they took... Which there's actually... The cemetery's still there. The cemetery's still there, and it, it's like this where they buried most of their dead in that in that town. So, um... Yeah, the, that, there's still a plaque. There's yeah. like plaque at that, like that cemetery, which actually mentions... They call it the legend, though. The legend of the incident, but... Yeah. The, <laughs> and the funny thing is... Um, the, this year, actually on March 30th, Stratton Horace, who is a Dallas civil defense attorney offered $1,000 for the return of the grave marker that was stolen from the cemetery that actually marked that grave. The grave marker was actually stolen in 1972. And, uh, that was after the actual MUFON had published an investigative piece about the Aurora incident. And so somebody found the marker and stole it. And then it was also, and then they replaced it, and then that one was stolen in 2012. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I think now they do have another kind of like makeshift. Uh, they have like a makeshift headstone now, and it's just like a large rock, and I think it's got some sort of invult. I think it's an inverted delta sign with like three interlocking circles or something like that. They used to mark the grave. Yes. Um, now. If you if if you're wondering like oh well why haven't they dug up the grave well people have requested to exhume and that cemetery before a couple of people have I know um, that TV show UFO hunters uh, they did an episode on this and they also uh, requested to exhume but they didn't let them because who's gonna really let people exhume a grave you know for this kind of for this kind of thing <laughs> right yeah so it so the it's a flying a flying craft before flying craft were a thing. Mhm. And then and it's it's really strange like it's this this story actually stayed 
kind of under the radar until 1967. So from like 18, 1897, so almost like what? Like it was like 69 years or something like that. Um, that the people didn't even, nobody even really knew about this story until um, a news columnist uh, from Dallas, Frank's, uh, Frank Tolbert, got a letter from a reader that actually had a, a, a copy of that report. And the funny thing is, like, this columnist, he wasn't the, he actually wasn't the first one to know about it. The Before that, the year before, uh, Dr. Alfred Krauss, um, who is at what is now West Texas State University, had actually looking into the Aurora story. And he was doing it on behalf of the Condon Committee. And if you don't know what the Condon Committee is, they were the Air Force-funded investigation uh, into UFOs, which were conducted... Uh, at the University of Colorado under Dr. Edward Condon. And like, you can actually look it up. The Condon thing is that that's kind of the, um, I'd say it's like the reference material. Most of the UFO, ufologists kind of quote now is the Condon report. It's like a... Well, that, that was at the end, uh, of, end of Project Blue Book was the Condon report. Right. And that was like what ended the Project Blue Book because that they their findings were yeah. that there was no threat to national security and all that so exactly. they just kind of stopped it but right. it's crazy um so yeah people have been over that place uh they said that they kraus talked with the people in aurora like the old timers they said they had searched the crash site with a metal detector and found that there was nothing um and it's just like it's a really strange thing but the the thing is like um they talked to at least one uh, witness who said that the entire story was made up and that she said that there was no windmill on the property at all. There's never been a windmill there. But when they actually investigated some of the um, the area, that property, they found remains of a windmill. So there had been a windmill there. And at apparently one, at one time. Yeah. Yeah. At one time. Here's the so, thing. This when I started looking into this one, one thing that interests me, because I was like reading about a lot, a lot of people being like, oh, they made it all up. They made it up to get us to come and visit. The town was dying. We, they needed tourism, so they made yeah. this whole story up. My thing is, like, this is 18, 1897. I would like to know what science fiction books were around then, around that time, and if there was some that were popular about, like, aliens and spaceships. Because it's one thing to like read a book and then come up with, uh, like, come up with this, come up with this idea, kind of loosely basing it. But like, this is Texas in 1897, rural Texas. Are you telling me that this guy potentially just like made up this whole story, created this like ship and everything like out of nothing, like with no reference of anything? Because like shit didn't even fly back then. You know what I mean? So you have no reference to like base your ideas off of it's pretty yeah it's a pretty complicated story he's made up he's made yeah. up like a, a whole like different like a whole new craft like a whole a whole new technology he's just like yeah yeah, yeah. and this, this actually happened in april and the funny thing is the war of the worlds which is kind of one of the most popular things kind of mentioning uh, aliens from mars the war of the worlds wasn't published until uh well actually actually it started in april april to december 1897 hmm so if people were taking stuff from Mars, you know, and the guy could have picked up on that 
and been like, well, we got to, you know, we got to get people to come to our town. But I don't see why you would do that, like to get people to come to your town or, or you know, like, are, are you going to bank? How long can you bank on that? It would make more well, sense. You know? It'd make more sense. Over a hundred years, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense back then to like say you fucking some type of a religious artifact you found and like you, you make up a religious artifact that had Christ's face in it or something like that. Like some, something more like with the times. Yeah. Cause back then is... like, well, way more pe- people were like religious back then. So like the thought of aliens and spaceships. It blasphemy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the guy probably just read war of the worlds. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> when it was published out then, and kind of just picked up on it was like, you know what? Oh, Martians are in. Let's do that. Good idea. War, Boy. War, War of the Worlds was a radio broadcast, though, wasn't it? To start with. No, it was no. It was published. Uh, it was published in a magazine. Oh, and then they First. and then they just read it on the radio. Yeah the the um the radio broadcast one came later, and that's kind of like a dramatized version of War of the Worlds. Right. Okay. Huh. Well, okay. Here's some here's some more to the theory. So the ship crashes. In this, in yeah. the ju- judge's yard, crashes through his fucking windmill. Uh, later on, this guy, Mister Brawley Oates, purchased this property in eight, 1935, and the story goes that he cleaned out all the like they buried all the debris back in the day, in the like underneath the windmill, like they just buried it there. Some some under the windmill and some like in the in the grave with the body. But this guy, Mister Oates, supposedly. He cleaned out the like all the debris because there was like a well down there for drinking water, and his claim back in the day was that actually developed extreme form of arthritis shortly after starting to drink that water. So like the theory is that whatever that material was was some had some type of like radioactive isotopes and had polluted that water under there. But no one, the story was never really followed up because Oates never produced any of the stuff he took out of the like out of the right. out of the well. So people say that he just yeah. took he did the, it to add to the story. Yeah, in that episode of the UFO Hunters that I watched, they they said they tested the water and from that well, like they they contacted the current owner of the property. This was probably back in 2010, and um, they contacted them and and they went down into the well and actually tested the water and they didn't find anything. Nothing. Uh, they didn't find anything wrong with it. No, but if that say it, there was a ship down there and it was removed a long time ago, maybe the water had filtered yeah. it out by then. I don't know, but. That's true. Could have been something that's gone there. You know? Yeah. So what are like what are some of the main theories then? Besides an alien UFO with an alien resident of like of the of the ship who died in the in a slow moving it was a slow moving crash too from all the counts, wasn't it? Like it wasn't going more than like ten or twenty miles an hour when it finally came down. Yeah. So like what is there any other theories? It, there was no like there's no weather balloons back then, right? There's no nope. There's there's no flying like there's there's nothing was flying back then. Even like at, flying at 25 miles per hour that could take out a whole windmill, you know, that could destroy a windmill. There's nothing like that, you know. You might have like I think 1800. I mean, they had like they had balloons, like they had hot air balloons, but but not like a Zeppelin, uh, not a thing, Zeppelin style, just like an actual yeah, balloon, nothing that yeah. was like made of metal, which is they said that you know that this spread uh, metal pieces when it crashed. You know, so it's not like Dorothy's balloon, like going to Oz or anything, just like <laughs> smashing his windmill. It's something made of metal. Um, 
there's something crashed there. But you, you'd think like they would keep pieces of it, you know, and especially this this body of the of the, of the pilot or whatever they found. That would have been nice to have. But, you know, if nobody can exhume the body, then it's like we can never really confirm whether or not something actually and, actually happened. And let's be realistic here. Let's be realistic in this. Even if the military hadn't gone in and already done it, they would have. If You know what I mean? Like, it, the military wouldn't just be like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, sure, we'll just honor you not wanting us to dig this up. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. shit would have been dug up, like, Boom, dug up instantly. And if they did dig it up, like somebody would have saw it. It's yeah. not something they could have like hid. It would have been like, no, like somebody dug up the local cemetery yeah. and pulled something out. And it was like, there, was a, there wasn't a hole there the day before. And now there's a hole there. Somebody would have noticed if they had taken something. It, I couldn't find anything where they described the alien. Did you guys see anything where they described the pilot of the craft? Nothing, nothing really, no. I didn't find anything uh, either. So that, like, to me, I'm like, they just always refer to him as a pilot, not of this world. And I'm like, well, was he not of this world because he didn't look human, or did, was he not of this world because of like his weird ass space suit he was wearing? That, like, that's kind of what I was curious about. Because, yeah, like, how weird, like, how do you identify as somebody who's not from out this, of this world? Because, yeah. I mean, in 1897, it could have been anybody. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> it could, anybody could have been, it could have been a, a, you know, a person from China that would have been like, oh, it's not from this world. Yeah. Because um, you know? my thing is, like, yeah, they look at the, like, oh, this, this guy's from the moon. But then I was like, oh, maybe it was some sort of, like, time travel thing, right? Like, some time travel device that came in and then crashed. Yes. And then yeah. he, he, the guy died. And so even if they were to exhume the bodies, you're going to be like, oh, there's only bodies here. But it doesn't mean it didn't happen. just means yeah. that it's not necessarily alien. Maybe it's us. All right. That's a shitty time machine. Well, you know. Well, that, yeah, that is, that is one of the main theories of like ETs. It's just like humans either from another timeline or from the future coming back to check out what was going on at this current time. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's, it's, this is a weird one because, like all the all other UFO cases, like we have flying other like flying stuff and secret like space or secret like flight pro, pro like programs and shit, right? But as far as like this is well before World War One and like the rapid advance in military technology and before before flight of really of this anything. This is before like aerial. <laughs> this is before flight technology. Period. You know. It's just that's, that's the hard thing for me is like, I'm like, hey, if this guy was well read and read War of the Worlds, then I'm going to say like, ah, you know what? Like there's a chance that he just fabricated this because now he's now he's got something to lean on. Right. Of like with his with what he's creating. Like I'm just saying, like, if I wanted to make up, like, if I was going to make up spiders, it'd be hard to make up a spider if I'd never seen an insect. You know what I mean? Like it's. You you usually come up with stuff that references to what you've already experienced and already know. Yeah. So to come up with this flying fucking ship from space, and you've never seen or fathomed any of that, anything that could travel the sky, like uh, that's a tough one for me. It's really tough. Yeah. So yeah, he got the either it's a complete hoax. He got the idea from World of the World or War of the Worlds or whatever. And but then like if that's if it's a hoax then. Like the, does the newspaper the newspaper guy is this on on board with it too and like they he colludes to print this story, and then the like, ju the judge of the town is like yeah hundred percent like 
How, wait, how old's April Fools? How old is April Fe- Fools? Yeah. That's April first. That's April first. Well, uh, did we ever change the date? Maybe. Um, uh. Just the first, it's just an elaborate <laughs> April Fools joke. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that then you'd have to get the judge in on it too, right? And I'm 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 not saying that back then that you know maybe didn't have a couple judge, but they're most of the time they're pretty upstanding citizens. Supposed to be. Yeah. If I went to one of the like, if I went to a judge right now in town, I was like, hey, can I say, uh, like, hey, man, <laughs> I'm Braden from Alien Theorist Theorizing. I see you got a windmill on your yard. I want to go ahead and wreck that and say a UFO hit it. Like, you down? You cool with that? He's going to be like, get the fuck off my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a hard thing to approach for sure. It's such a tough one for me. I'm reading reports that uh, there's an amateur uh, amateur historian who says that the government did come in and exhume all the graves. I didn't see that. I'm reading it right now. On it's not on the best. It's not. I wouldn't say the best. Uh, Most reputable reputable site. But a novelist, Carrie Haggard, talks about it. He says that the government secretly exhumed an alien out of there. Uh, or exhumed a single grave. Is it on the sun? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I mean, it's better than nowhere. It's better than nowhere. I so I because I just want to see much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's just go. Let's just entertain the idea. Okay. So that say there is a UF, there is an alien cover up going on by the government, or not even the government, but like a shadow group of, like a shadow government, someone with a lot of money and a lot of technology. They're trying to keep it for themselves. But this they ha- wouldn't even know back then. No, I'm saying like, when when was it exhumed though? Was it probably, it was probably years in the future. Well, yeah, way, way more in the future. So let's say like, now we're at, we're post-World War II. We're post-Roswell. We're post, we're in Cold War times. UFO sightings are through the roof. And there is this special force that is going around to try and cover up or disinform people about the alien phenomenon. They find out about this. They find out through easy, like their research about Aurora, Texas. I imagine it goes like this. Beep, 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 This comes right from the White House. The president. Find out all UFOs. Find out anything we can. Beep, 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 beep. Earliest known UFO. Beep, 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 beep. Aurora, Texas. Quick. Call the jet. And then they're off. It'd more be like people shuffling papers for like four hours trying to find something. Yeah. Pretty much. I think that was going through old newspapers, like, you know, it's like going to every city hall and like going through all the newspapers. God, that would suck. That would suck. Okay, but let's say they did um, let's say they did it. And like so they're going around like they, they cover up Roswell and like all these other like Aztec New Mexico and all these other UFO crashes, which some people say they're not even crashes though, they're actually being brought down by the military. Either way, they find out about this one, they go to the town, they're probably in and out in one night or one like, you know. Quick, quick amount of time. Take whatever metal or body is in that grave, and they're gone. Like I don't know, could happen. I don't know if it'd be one night. I think it would have to be because you'd have to go over that whole place with like metal detectors, and I think it would just be something that got reported. You know, oh, there's these weird people in the town, like for a couple days or a couple weird trucks here. But I don't know, maybe. But I, you know, I think you could be right because it'd just be like. You know, I that guy um, Kraus who investigated for the con the Condon for the Condon report. I don't think he was the first one to know about it. I think the guys who were doing Blue Book probably would have knew about it before he did. 
like Braden's probably right because it's just like the military was investigating every single UFO incident, you know, after they became uh, more aware of the of the happenings around the world, and they're like, oh, we should probably look into more of the stuff. Like this was reported in the paper. We better go check that out. Yeah, you know. But if if they you know if they exhumed a body, I think somebody would have saw it. Somebody you think you would something. hear like eventually something comes out like something a little it's like a, even a little a little story somewhere or a little blog or like yeah just something. I, like there would have been a groundskeeper or something unless they paid the groundskeeper off that's maybe. what i'm saying you, you go in there you're like hey we're gonna dig up that one grave like here's you tell anybody here, we'll kill you yeah here's here's fifty thousand dollars like we'll pay you we're gonna pay you monthly or whatever if the information ever comes out uh we'll discredit you and we'll cut off the funds you know what I mean? Like, if I saw a UFO crash and these guys are like, hey, I'll pay you $3,000 every month, never say anything. I'd be like, <laughs> that's it. That's all it, that's all it would take me. That, I'm saying $3,000 every month. You're, spe- you're like, like, wow, you're I would have done beans. it for what? You're for a Twitch bar. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm a blabbermouth. I couldn't help you. Wouldn't, you'd last one month. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and you'd be dead. Even if that, yeah. <laughs> I'd be dead, disinformed. <laughs> You'd find me in some zippered, bound and gagged in some uh, in some gym bag in my bathtub. And yeah. They'd say I was into some weird sex stuff. Yeah, mur- yeah committed suicide by accident. Accidental suicide by. Let me tell you something. If I'm ever, if I'm ever found in a gym bag, you know it's murder because I'm the least flexible human being on the planet. <laughs> he didn't get in there by himself. Im- impossible. I the, the, another thing I read. It was just like. And it's just a footnote. It's like, it's talking about something else, but it's like, oh, it combines this uh, with uh, our favorite, uh, one of our favorite conspiracies, uh, the Nazis, de Glocka. De Glocka. Okay, so like, um, so uh, like an advanced culture on this there? planet? Well, here, imagine this. Imagine like, imagine the Nazis have de Glocka, right? They're like, they're like, oh, I think we can, you know, have someone travel to time. We got to put them in some sort of like device, like some sort of uh, tube, metal tube, let's say. Uh, and they send them back in time to, they're like, you will infiltrate the United States and destroy them from within. Uh, and then they send back this guy, crash lands and gets buried. <laughs> Crappy job. Crappy job. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're just figuring it out, right? Like they didn't know. Uh, I don't know. I Like the weird thing is the, the crash sounds remarkably similar to how aliens crash in the war of the worlds like Uh, it's the same it's like a meteor uh that's like a strange artificial cylinder and crashes to the ground and that's the first time they see the aliens like it sounds remarkably similar you know what makes it sound a hoax to me is how slow everyone says it goes because they no one would have ever seen a plane crash or anything so like they, no one would have a f- reference of just how bad those things fall out of the air, and how fast they travel. So when they're saying it going, it's going real slow. That to me is like, well, it, it probably wasn't, or it's probably fake. Like that's a pretty fucking controlled landing at going, you know, twenty miles an hour. Because yeah, what the yeah. the fastest thing at the time would have been like railway, which is can't yeah. be more and can't be more than like thirty miles an hour, right? That'd be the fastest humans could go at that time. So like when they're saying like it's going twenty five or thirty miles an hour, to them that's going like oh that's going damn fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's going damn fast. <laughs> Grab your hat, boy. 
Um, that that's my thing. Is like they'd have no frame of reference to like shit, fucking cr- like what that thing would have took out the judge's windmill and his fucking house, right? Well, especially if it's like some type of advanced craft that can travel through dimensions or through time. It's probably got some crazy reactor on it or something that if it's like disrupted or something, like you know. Some crazy tech. It would have some. Yeah, crazy I don't technology. think it would just would have exploded and left around just like shreds of metal. Like there would have been bigger pieces or something like that. Like, yeah, it would like vaporize like an orb around it or something, and it would have been who knows something. But it would have, it wouldn't have been a slow moving. Just knocks over a wooden a wooden windmill kind of thing. Yeah, they definitely. Would, I think they would have found more uh, substantial kind of stuff because it's like something exploding that either if it came through the atmosphere like it survived the trip through the atmosphere dude they would have found like instrument like you know electronic instruments things like that like larger pieces than even if it were a freaking like escape pod or something like that like you see in people would have had it people would have had it on their fucking mantles that they handed down to generations it would be like oh that's my grandpappy he found that there piece of metal from the flying tube took out the (laughs) took out the windmill (laughs) <laughs> exactly that's exactly how Texans sound yeah it is <laughs> yeehaw it's our second most listened place in the world they're gonna love you <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what other theories go, go along with this one besides like an obvious a UFO or a hoax mm-hmm. there's really not a lot else at that time it's really hard to go off of something because it's really just it's one news report and back then, like news was not really new. I wouldn't even. I would. I would struggle to call it news. You know, hoaxes were big, all the rage back then. Um, you know, sensationalism was just kind of you know just a way to sell papers. Yeah, especially like lo- especially local news because like the big all the big news they can print whatever they want. Nobody's gonna fact check that. So fact check wasn't even a thing. Yeah, like all the you know all the big newspapers like the big city newspapers at the time would have been like on the newswire. They all been working with each other and like you know cooperating stories and stuff. But one little small town paper, one article, one guy. Yeah, it's cool though. I would have meant yeah. good. If, I mean, it's cool if it's, if it's a hoax. It's good imagination. Like as well, like he did. He did a good job. Yeah, it's it's. It's kept going for like almost like what 120 years or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, hey, if it's persisted this long, you know, the people still go. I mean, there was they they've had tours. Uh, they still sell tours of the, like the graveyard where the the pilot was allegedly buried. Yeah. My, th- um, I my think thing this is- year they had it in April, like the end of April. They were April 20th or something like that. This year they had tour you could go on i'm gonna say because they won't dig it up because they won't dig it up it's a hoax you know what i mean that shit would have been dug up it didn't it didn't matter you know what i mean like it's either i just this one's a tough one for me because i'm like what's the, the, the slowest moving fucking aircraft ever crash lands at walking speed why well, how far uh, 20 miles an hour how fast is that in kilometers you're, you're you're fast you're sprinting like usain bolt but oh, okay but then you like that's not that's a controlled crash it's it's really slow for aircraft i mean you can't you can't sustain the lift at that speed so it'd have to be some anti-gravity like anti-gravity technology or whatever right you would have to be some different than a flying like a flying craft a winged winged craft or it's just uh, a great imagination taken from a great sci-fi book of the time. 
Mm-hmm. But you know what? I mean, heck, you know, like that that windmill could have been destroyed by anything, really. It could have been a lightning strike, and the guy was just like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> let's, let's pretend it was a UFO." All right, here, okay, here's here's my theory about why this happened. Now I'm reading a little bit. I'm taking into it account of um, there a historical researcher by the name of Barbara Brammer, who was a former mayor of Aurora. Um, she says that Aurora had been beset by a series of tragic incidences. Incidents. Uh, first, the local cotton crop uh, was destroyed by the boil weevil infestation. Boll weevils. Boll weevil? Is that bully? No, bull. There's bull weevils. Bull yeah, weevil. bull weevils. Not boil. Not boil. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Some weevil infestation. <laughs> Secondly, there was a fire on the town's west side that claimed several buildings and lives. Uh, and shortly after the fire, there was the spotted fever epidemic that hit town and it nearly wiped out the remaining town and uh, the town was under quarantine. Then they were planning a, to build a railroad and the railroad got within 27 miles of Aurora, but then they weren't going to they weren't going to make the railroad go into town. So Aurora was like it was on the it was about to become a ghost town. Like, nothing was going for it. Everything's bypassing it. So they do these claims. I think it was a last-ditch effort to be like, if we can get enough people to be trying to come here, like, they'll make a railroad or they'll do something, right? And we can prosper. And this guy's like, hey, I just I just read this, like, interesting book or this interesting magazine. Had the story, War of the Worlds. Why don't we say one of these things landed in town? Yeah. And then... They got everyone on board, right? They got all the townsfolk because you got what else are you gonna do in 1896? Except you got your hay in your mouth, sitting in <laughs> your, sitting on your front patio drinking a unsweetened tea. <laughs> that's my theory, and then that's and that's what they did. They elaborated this whole story, made it, and it's just been it's just been it, it's it, crazy. Because they give just enough information and just not enough information that there's still a little bit of an air of mystery. It's actually ingenious, but I I don't believe this one for a second. I I'm closing the books on this one, pending new evidence, of course. Well, one of one of the most famous UFO researchers would disagree. Jim Mars, I've read his book before. It's called Our Occulted History. He was actually a reporter at the time in like Dallas or something, and then he had actually went and investigate this, and he claims that when he went and visited the grave site. This is why he thinks it's real. I don't. I'm not on board with it. But when he visited the gravesite the first time, there was a small like a headstone, which was like it looked like it was broken in half and it had like an in, like an inscription or an engraving. He claims looked like a half of a UFO with three portholes on it. Yet the other half of the stone was missing. And like when Dad, like as Dan said, it was actually stolen. And went, so when he came back, it was taken and it was just replaced with the rod. He's like, hmm, someone must know I'm onto it. So therefore. Must be aliens. aliens. Therefore, aliens. Well, that's okay. That that to me is more believable. So he went to investigate. He's there. He's investigating, and someone then, like, how? What's the time frame? Like, he investigated, and then two years later, it's stolen. Or like, he went to investigate, and like, he went to go back like the next night, and it was gone. That's what I want to know. I want to know the timeline of this. No, it's. I think it's more on the the first longer longer time frame. See then, then yeah. As it got popularity, listen. Th- you go to any historical site, you'll see some fucking asshole carved in fucking yep. BR yeah. plus fucking KD little heart forever. 
You'll see people that be like, man, like racial slurs. People just carve in like, like it's a bathroom stall. Like people are fucking idiots. Yes. Yeah, people will steal anything that's not nailed down if it's like if it has some sort of like historical value or something like that. Um, especially if we're like a headstone or they think it's like a Martian, dude. People steal street signs. Yeah, you know, it's like they would if that thing wasn't on there and they believed that it didn't really. I mean, they, and it wasn't heavier than they could carry. You know, if you could get it out there with you know with little effort, they'd take it. I don't, I don't, yeah. 100%. I, I just, what do you think, Sal? I, I have a hard time with this. What do you think, though? I have a hard time with these kind of, like cases that are really old and there's not really much to them besides, like, you know, really, really only one or two news articles. A lot of uh, hearsay about, I heard this guy talk to an old guy who talked to an old guy who said it was an alien. So, like, it's a more believable story that it was, like, a, a an effort to increase, like, the awareness of that area and the town to me like that that could make sense though it was never never proven either way i guess but it's a tough one it is a tough one i don't think if it's an like of an of all other ufo crashes or incidents it doesn't really fit you know slow, very slow moving just you know nudges over a windmill tower and explodes over the yard i don't, I don't know and then it crash, it destroy, going twenty miles an hour. It hits the ground and just wrecks. This metal craft just is obliterated. Okay, well I'll take it back. Maybe it was some type of technology, and that's what like some type of reactor, and it, it ruptured and it blew up at slow speeds. I don't know, but it okay. still it still seems, it seems too, too far fetched. I'll go on with that, but there'd be some evidence of an explosion. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, there's no fire. They didn't report any fire or anything like that. It would that, have blown or... the judge's house apart. Well, like, you don't need, you don't need, fu- you don't need fire for an explosion, but you, yeah, there's no evidence of any crater, or, right? It's just like just shards yeah. of metal. Just like took whatever. out his, his flower garden. Yeah. I, I don't know. Dan, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I'm on the same wavelength. I, I think uh, reports that are not able to be corroborated especially when they're this old and you're just having anecdotal evidence just like you know somebody told somebody and it's only one source of information is really difficult to verify um especially lacking any sort of physical evidence of pretty much any kind so yeah like brayden said like nobody picked up somebody would have picked up like those pieces of metal like somebody would kept those or they would have put them in like a town museum or something like that and especially when you take into account like this was this was reported right around the same time as they published War of the Worlds and uh, like the two years before that, like they had the published the like people were theorizing that there were canals on Mars. And yeah, so these people were just trying to get on the map, you know, they were just trying to um, save their town, which apparently was suffering from a lot of misfortune at the time. So. That's what I got. That's what I say. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page. It doesn't seem uh it doesn't fit the UFO you know, scenario. It just seems uh yeah. there's not enough to it. Yeah, maybe, I'm gonna maybe it is, is, but there's not enough to it. This is I'm gonna give my final thoughts on Aurora UFO right now. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's what I think of the Aurora UFO incidents. Uh, I, I, I think it 100% is a hoax. A good one. If I was anywhere in Texas, would I go? 100%. 100%. Damn right. Without we'll be there in a second. Um, yeah, I would go. I'd do the whole tour. I'd still go. If yeah. I were in Texas, like if I'm in Texas, I would go. You know, sometimes you get <laughs> like, sometimes you can go like we can talk as much shit about that as you want. And you go there and you're like, you know what? Like the, just the fucking, this area has a weird feel like weird vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something, there's some weird vibes here. Like you get those feelings from going to those places. So it'd be interesting to see what else we got here before we, uh, move on to other stuff. Um, Ryan, you want you got any news? Uh, listen, actually, first off, something has started to happen, and I want to now turn it into a thing. Whenever, <laughs> whenever you say, whenever you say on, you've been saying on Twitter and stuff like, ask us anything, right? Yeah. People will ask us fucking weird ass things, and they always go asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> always so that's i want that to be one of our new hashtags anytime uh, for a friend anytime we s- you're gonna ask us a question you better be hashtag asking for a friend because it's <laughs> it's happened quite a bit it's pretty funny i keep i keep laughing every time someone does it and uh i don't know if people are catching on to other people doing it but i've caught on to a, a few people doing it v- via different social media so hashtag asking for a friend uh ask us anything Here's uh, one from our boy at Cobra Law. Yeah. Uh, Cobra, Cobra Law uh, is hashtag asking for a friend. Uh, if you could access, if you could, oh, if you could ac- have, I'm guessing, if you could have access to any place on Earth, uh, AK, or uh, Area 51, the Pentagon, Smithsonian, the place where they combine KFC secret herbs and spices, etc., and learn all the secrets you could, where would you go? Zell, where would you go? Well, I'm going to whatever area it is they have the aliens. If it's 51, 52, I'm going there. I'm going in. That's where I'm going Dan? for sure. I th- I thought we I think we answered this one before though. I, or somebody asked us this before, and I said, and it's still still same answer is like I would go to the Vat the Vatican archives. Oh right, oh, yeah, Vatican yeah. Archives, I pretty dope. I'd go there. Like no no hesitation. Yeah, that's let me in there. That's a good one too. That's true. You know what? It was the Catholic Church that pretty much destroyed the whole world's knowledge, sucked it into their own vault. So, yeah, they got it, it. and then they just burned everything. They got some. They got stuff in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, (laughs) I'll go one. I'll go one off Facebook here. Um, Hashtag hashtag answer uh, asking for a friend. Um, Uh, I got I got another one here. Okay, go for it. This is from. Keely or Kyle? Kyle tweets, uh, hashtag asking for a friend. How much UFO information out there do you figure is actually disinformation from various governments and the like? Can you really trust anything you read or hear? No, you can't. 100%. No. Shit, this is too much weird. This, the news right now is just fucking crazy. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know what. I can't even fucking yeah. look at it. It's I like you can't. I would. <laughs> I don't want to be like. Don't believe anything that you read because that's that's, no, that's kind of that's just, not the right answer. Then yeah. that's not the right thing to do. It's it's being able to to read stuff. Um, I think it's actually like a skill that's kind of going away uh, with our education system a lot. Like people are just like believing what they read, and I think a lot of that is what's happening now is people just believe what they want to read, believe the first thing that they read, and then they just go off on that. You know, it's. 
being able to analyze information and kind of approach it logically where you can be like, okay so this this newspaper just said this okay well let me look that up real quick and let me let me where did they pull this from like let me go look at that yeah you know because it's it's being able to like process that information so if if it, if you can corrob- corroborate the information like if that's going to be your best approach to kind of figuring out more about what you want to know it's weird cuz mainstream news thinks like we're the mainstream news, so we can put out an article with no real source, and then you should believe it. But what they should really do is include, like, all, so you can go research where they found their answers. But a lot, a yeah. lot of times, I mean, some some news newspapers will do that. Like more reputable ones will post like where they got the information because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. If you read an article and they don't, uh, if you read an article on a, a news site or something like that, and they don't really post their source or something like that, it's it's kind of iffy, you know? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I can't believe stuff on Twitter most of the time that that people can't do. This, I mean, Twitter. Especially. Twitter's great. Like, say you do, you, like you find something good, you can post it on Twitter, but make sure whatever you post on Twitter has links to whatever you're talking. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're really trying to like prove a point or prove a theory, you gotta like you gotta link. Even if it's on Twitter, you gotta you link gotta put where two it, or three sources yeah, you on got, there. You, gotta, you know, you can't just go off of one article. Yeah. So I mean, I could find one article that tells me you know vaccines are bad, but I'm like. Mm. <laughs> Well, thing with it's like, there's a few that say that, but there's a lot more that say they're good. Well, I mean, like the vaccine debate's funny because like there is a vaccine court and vaccines do harm people. That doesn't mean vaccines are bad. Yeah, we got. I, we I really want to do a case file on it because like Andrew wants to do one too because it's a really it's a there is like vaccine courts and people do get fucked up from vaccines in certain cases. But yes, I mean for but any medical procedure has yeah, its own. So I mean, you know, whenever you're putting something foreign into your body, there are risks. Yeah, but that, and then when people t- then there's only. In mainstream news, though, there's always like you're either pro or anti-vaccine. There's no like, no, I'm pro-vaccine. Yet I know there's like bad, there's vaccines that do bad shit. Like there's there's like it's a full spectrum thing. But in mainstream news, it's always like just divided, pro or or against. You know, like it's just like that. And then so, everyone, yeah, everyone fights each other over it. It's fucking crazy. But that's any that's anything where there could be two opposing sides is that's all they do. It's easier to keep everyone apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Easier to control two groups than a hundred. Okay, I got a, I got a question here from Alex O'Brien. Hashtag asking for a friend. A- Alex is asking for a friend. There's been a lot of crazy stuff in space lately. You can see almost every planet there was on on a blood moon, and there's been a lot of crazy natural disasters like hail, brush fires, volcanoes, extreme flooding, dust storms. Do you guys think it's uh, related or just coincidence? Hmm. Um, well. If you go with like an astrology version, like all the planets are lined up and all the energy is like pulling on each other, maybe, but there's not really a lot of like, it's hard to measure that kind of stuff. So all that stuff is going on at like ever increasing rates right now, like where we are in like a geological like trend. It's like super dry and droughty, like a lot of North America. Yeah, that's, yeah, the climate's, I mean, I subscribe to like the climate change is is effing real, like that, that stuff's happening, like the stuff the the temperatures are rising we've had these these uh droughts which are way longer than they have and i mean we're kind of actually lucky kind of right now because i mean there are droughts that lasted i mean they they put them in the historical record like you can look at the geological record and see that there have been droughts that lasted almost 100 years yeah and those are the kinds that like took down entire civilizations you know uh, they attribute like even the fall to the fall of the Mayans, disappearance of the Mayans, or even the civilization that built Angkor Wat, like the Cambodian nation. 
um, massive those, drought. Those, yeah, these massive civilizations, they just had a huge drought that lasted 100 years and just effed them up royally. And then you get this thing. And I, I hope we're not hitting one of those, you know, because most of that stuff was natural. But now we've thrown so many chemicals up in the air and I don't know. Getting yeah. pretty pretty rough. I think everything's just kind of coming to a head now. The, cli- the climate change case file's coming. I, I, I love I yeah. love to talk about that one because I mean, there's just so much. There's so much oh. cool stuff about that one. Hey, can we please make that one a two parter? Let's make it a two parter. And for the first parter, um, let's not get into so much conspiracy side. Let's get uh, a, some sort of fucking oil guy on. One of those guy, <laughs> oil workers who's just been fucking brainwashed. By an oil pro, company, just pro pro putting more CO two in the air and all that shit. Yeah, pro fracking. And then, yeah, and, pro fracking. And just let them go off about like, and just we can listen to them spew about how <laughs> oils oil saves lives. And well, if you don't like oil, then you can walk. Yeah, <laughs> right. You like heat you- your house in the winter? Like it's not even that bad. What we do is fine. We just blow up the earth down below. It's totally fine. I was told in a <laughs> fifteen minute video at my orientation at work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those oil guys are so funny because they talk like they love oil, but they just love money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like those guys make yeah. they make a fo- make a fucking fortune on the on the oil patch. Like wherever in Canada here, it's like it's the oil patch, like the oil sands, like you're fucking you're yeah. rigging, right? You make a shitload of money, but imagine instead of subsidizing like oil production and like na- like fossil fuel production, we started subsidizing like renewable resources, yeah. wind and salt, and like then those people just move to those jobs and they're still making boatloads of cash. They're not going to be happy. They're not going to be like, oh, I really miss my oil job. Like I really risk like miss getting blown up most of the day and like having fucking gears yeah. break and tubes fly across the fucking bunch thing. of chemicals yeah. all over you like yeah. every day. Yeah, no, no. They, lo- they love yes. making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And only working six months a year. Like, they love that. That's what they love. They don't love the oil. That's for sure. Um, we got another Let's question, Brady? Um, or Dan? Uh, I got one. This one's from Emily. Uh, hashtag asking for a friend. She says, are you going to do a Skinwalker Ranch episode? Yes, of course. I love that. That's like the best. Yeah, we've briefly... Skinwalker Ranch is the best. briefly talked about it before. There's just a lot of cool stories about it. Yeah, if not, I'd like to do another one. Yeah. Talk about that one guy who sold it. Is that that's the same guy, right? There's a dude who sold his rain. Uh, is that a different one? That's the guy who had like killed a bunch of aliens with a samurai sword. We gotta talk about. Oh, that, that was that was in Arizona. That was a different ranch, I think. Oh, that's a different ranch. Yeah. We talk about just yeah, ranches killed in general. Yeah, he that fucking is killed. Awesome. Went on a fucking samurai murdering spree against the aliens and. Freaking hilarious. Amazing. Um, so Skinwalker Ranch full episode. So have we? We haven't done no, one, right? No, we haven't done. We did a power. We just yeah, talked about we, a power hour yeah. one time. I, I got yeah, definitely got to get in that one. Um, this we talked. To, I'm just got to cross out a couple things we talked. Oh, uh, this one. Oh shoot! I just my phone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pulling it back up. Pulling it back up. Pulling it back up. Uh, where is it? This one's a quick one. Um, this is from Mike Fenary One. Hashtag. He actually says asking for a friend. (laughs) Uh, Does Australia exist? No, we've gone over that. (laughs) It's a completely completely fake continent. Fake continent. Giant joke. Hashtag fake news. Like, have you seen the animals that they say that come from there? Those aren't even real animals. What the fuck's a wallaby? A a a platypus? It's a duck beaver? A duck beaver lizard thing? No, come on. Yeah. Um, let's get into some new podcast review. 
I got yep. two new reviews here. We have a Ta-da! whole bunch of reviews. I think me and Dan have been going through them without you. Um, oh, on got Facebook? There's I didn't do any Facebook are you, ones. Are, are, you on the, are you on the website or are you on... I'm on the my podcast reviews. Okay, nice. Ter- terrifically <laughs> eye-opening and puts you, you at the edge of your seat. Fuck, I can't read. All these people making fun of me on Instagram are right. Uh, this is from <laughs> Dustin. They're just stating Al-Langre. facts. Decided to make it funny. <laughs> uh, from the USA, this is a five-star review. This podcast is awesome. It really opens up your mind and makes you think about what's going on out there. Artificial intelligence taking over and extraterrestrials exploring Earth are my f- two favorite subjects here. It also makes me happy that they use profanity. Fuck yeah, it does. It makes it fun. I can't get enough of these guys. Keep it up. Five, five. Five out of five. Uh, and I got one more. This is from JT Graham from Australia. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would recommend this podcast. I've listened to every episode at least once. And not only is everything super informative with plenty of theories that get you thinking, but also real casual at the same time. I miss Braden getting <laughs> drunk as he used to <laughs> on the earlier episodes, but still enjoy it as much. Keep up the good work, guys. Oh, thanks, man. Um, Zell, you got any Facebook reviews? Yeah, I'll read one off Facebook here. Cody Brown. Five star, you guys are awesome. Never listened to podcasts, but one day I wanted to. And this is the first one I ran into. I, so many people say that. I don't know how. We're the first. <laughs> is it because we have, because it's like we're A or, you know, or do they go alphabetically? Well, maybe? But if you, no, know. if you search alien podcast, like we're like, we're on the first page, but we're not like the first one. So <laughs> I don't know. It, ha- yeah. it happens a lot. And it's awesome. Um, I got to say, it's the big, the biggest conspiracy portrayed on this pod is the Randomatron Pike. WTF is it? But seriously addicting. I don't really know what that means, but Randomatron Pike. What's the Randomatron Pike? I mean, I know the Randomatron, but what's the Pike? I don't know. Is that an expression? Must be ex- Maybe it's must an be expression. expression. Maybe it's from the UK. We just don't understand. But thanks, Cody Brown. Appreciate it. Uh, I think that's it. The other ones I think I've read before. Um, anything else? Uh, what is it? I had one more. Oh well, I lost it. Shoot. The um, god dang, where'd it go? Hold on, hold on, pulling it back up, pulling it back up. Cause I had, cause I saw, I just saw the thing. Um, this is from uh, going back to the Facebook thing where they ask us anything. This is just the one last one. Uh, this is from Matt Lanning. And he says, okay, hashtag asking for your friend real quick. I know all of you are skeptical on the existence of Sasquatch. I'm from South Carolina and down here, the old timers call them the booger. Right. What? <laughs> I know it's funny. <laughs> hold on. Right. Hold on. My question, if there's thousands of firsthand accounts, are all these people misidentifying the creature they see or lying? I find it hard to believe that everyone is lying or just wants to tell their story or opinions from the theories. Okay. Opinions from the theories. Dude, I, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my, I'm pretty sure my grandma uh and my dad like they call them boogers like in the northwest they're from michigan and they call them boogers so it's it's like i did i never heard that from anywhere before like when i was small like i didn't i didn't read about big i didn't start really reading about bigfoot and stuff like that till i was like uh maybe 12 or 13 so it was like getting to the library and things like that but like i had heard them called boogers before like that wasn't strange to me when i found out like that i was like oh yeah like that's that's what they called them you know, and they were like the the, the ape like 
they were Sasquatch. That's how they described them anyways. Right. So it's like, I, I mean, I don't know exactly where the, the name comes from, but I know that I've heard that before, you know? So people have been seeing them for at least that long. So I just wanted to get that in there because I was like, yeah, yeah, I know it's, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, man, I don't, like, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but I don't not believe. Like, there's so many people, like he says, giving eyewitness accounts and shit. Yeah. There's got to be, it's something. I mean, a lot of people misidentify for bears. Like, that's 100% true. Like, yeah. definitely. But there's some cases are like, no, I was like, I was 10 feet away. I've seen a bear a hundred times. It wasn't a fucking bear. Like there's a lot of those accounts. Like it's crazy. So yeah. I don't know. You know, they're seeing something. And even if it's, I mean, th- there should be legitimate investigations of it because even if it's just some giant homeless guy roaming around in a, you know, a shaggy costume in a ghillie suit or something, you know, somebody needs <laughs> to like figure this out. Because it's creepy and it's just like, yes, we have a homeless dude roaming around, a hermit or something roaming around the forests of the Northwest in a giant ghillie suit on stilts or something. I want to know. All right. Yeah. I got uh, one last segment I was going to start to close out the show unless you guys got something else you want to touch on before we go. Zell's Prolapse of the Week. Oh! yeah no i got uh been sitting on this for a while dwight coons sent us he owns a little small skateboard company and he sweet name made a fucking alien abduction skateboard deck and sent it to us what oh that's cool it's pretty badass that's fucking cool so dwight you're the man it, Man, dude. Yeah, it fucking. You know what? If I knew how to skateboard or I ever skateboarded, like I'd be like, yeah, that, that that's super awesome, and I totally get it. But I do not skateboard. <laughs> I skateboarded a lot till, from like twelve to like seventeen, and then one time I had this like case so hard off a five set, I never skateboarded again. That was it. I, 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 I used to skateboard so bad. with Zell, and I think the only my only claim to fame trick is I fell one time and somehow put the my own toes up my own ass. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't even know how it's possible. You, how your ankle bent that way, and then you fucking yeah. just probed yourself I, with your toes. Noth- nothing broke, but I was like sitting perfectly, my heel in the ground, my toes, and then sitting directly on my like right into my butt. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> anyways, I've I men- mentioned on uh, Instagram, I've been reading a lot of books this summer, so I was gonna start. Uh, just given Brayden's book reviews. Uh, the first book I read this summer, this one was uh, recommended to me by good friend of the show, Tiana. Uh, I don't know why I said her weird. Her name's so weird. She's going to give me shit. Tiana. Tiana. Uh, Dan knows Tiana. Tiana was so excited to see Dan in Thailand. Tiana threw up. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so excited. Um, that is that is really what happened. She did throw up. She saw me and threw up. So the first book I read this summer was uh, the Three Body Problem. This book it it's like a it's a Chinese sci-fi that's been translated translated to English. Uh, the author is I don't know how to pronounce her name, uh, Liu Six Sixin, and it was translated by Ken Liu. Here's here and I'm I'm not being racist. I'm not being, I just, this is purely because I can't read. I had a really hard time with this book and I wanted to get into it so bad because it's, uh, it's spacey, it's interesting, but I, I can't pronounce any of the Chinese names. 
and they're all so similar that I forget who's who in the book. <laughs> so, so I'd be so confused, like going on, be like, okay, wh- which, which is this name? So I was like, so then I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, like if you're, if you're going to translate in it, like from Chinese to English, like, you know, throw in a couple Carls or, you know, like <laughs> for us slow readers. That's not their name though. <laughs> it was so like, so that's what my biggest complaint about the book is I couldn't, I just kept have an issue with the names they were some of them are kind of similar and i'd forget who is who um interesting book will i it's a trilogy i have the other two and i don't know if i'm going to get into them uh but it, it was very interesting read i don't know if i'm gonna recommend it but i would say i'm gonna give it i'd give it a i'd give it a three out of five it wasn't the worst book i've read this summer but it wasn't the best not a waste of time, but you could probably find something better is what you're saying. Here's, you know what I'm saying? Our listeners are far smarter than me. I, I'm actually going to recommend they read it because they'll probably get way more out of it than I did. Probably. Anyways, uh, anything else, Wait. guys? Yes, a quick shout out to our newest Patreon supporters. Uh, we're getting closer to our next goal of 300 Patreon supporters. And when we do that, you're going you're, you're to see some live shows. Live, uncut, live show on the air. But for now, we got uh, Mary Hart, Pretty Mugs, Ava's Lee, Larry Johnson, Nicholas Bork, Daniel, no, Daniel, Daniel Hill, sorry. Of course, I'm always fucking one up. And, oh, we got a couple of people who deleted, you don't get read. But those are the new- newest patrons in August here so far. So thank you very much. Thanks, Patreon guys. Do- Patreon.com slash Alien Theorist Podcast. Um, Help us out. No ads ever. Cheers. Make make sure to rate us on iTunes, and you can uh, always message your boys on any. Uh, find us anywhere on social media, and I'll as I we like to always say, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. Yeah. Uh, um, what? Fucking so, Aurora. Aurora. Nice. Hoax. Hoax. Hundred percent. Shit. I think it's a hoax, but it's cool hoax. It's it's it stood this stood the test of time.